Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Today's show is going to be fun, even though uh, football tomorrow is the, because we're recording this uh, for Saturday, uh, tomorrow's the Super Bowl, but, uh, and that's what our uh, our trivia questions are going to be about Super Bowl, because it's the last chance to have Super Bowl There questions. you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 50, but, this is the 52nd Super Bowl, by the way. 52. I can't believe I've watched every one. I've been to 10 of them. I just, uh, I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember the first one. Well, not like it was yesterday, but I remember watching the Packers and the Chiefs Chiefs, at the Coliseum. And the the Chiefs were the upstart from the AFL, and the Packers were, you know, this great juggernaut that had been around throughout the 60s. And uh, It was a high high school uh, marching band. That's right. That was a halftime show. (laughs) 67,000 people showed up at the 100,000-seat Coliseum. It was not that big a deal. The Super Bowl really didn't become a big deal until Jill Namath and the Jets upset the Baltimore Colts in Miami two years later. That legitimized the American Football League, and it... uh, they were going to merge the two leagues anyway, but that sort of sealed the deal. I guess that's probably why the first one didn't seem so big, because they thought, eh, it's a little upstart, you know, how good yeah, are these Chiefs well, going to be? The NFL always looked down its nose at the AFL, and they shouldn't have. The AFL had the Chiefs, they had uh, the Raiders, the they Oilers. had the Jets, they had the Oilers, they had some yeah. good teams, they had some yeah. great, and they also gave a lot more opportunities to African-American uh, players. Ah, they yes, did. Okay. much more so, yeah. All right, uh, we're going to surprise everyone with yes. our guests. We won't yes. even tell them who they are. That's right. We'll tell the audience who it is, he'll just come on, but it, we'll just give them a hint, that's going to be baseball. Yes. All right, uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured Mm. by real estate. They still do not have any losses after 1,400 loans. That's pretty good underwriting, I would say. Not bad. Uh, So that's the whole idea I tell people is preservation of principle. (laughs) I like that expression. If that isn't a business expression, I don't know what it is. Preservation of principle. That's what Will Rogers said, right? He goes, uh, We'll hold a distinction of being the only nation in the history of the world that ever went to a poorhouse in an automobile. (laughs) (laughs) All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Love Daily Fantasy but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV, compete against other sports fans, and if you're right, win real cash and get to talk trash. WinView Games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation, and it's super easy to play. During the game, props are sent straight to your phone. You can compete in tournament-style contests that are available every quarter. WinView also has a $12,500 jackpot during the NFL playoffs called the Perfect Game. It's a winner-take-all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter. So put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on, it's on. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 $100 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. The new year is here, and it's time to honor those resolutions to look your best. Dr. Edward Domanskis brings decades of experience as a plastic surgeon to help you where you need it most. Abdominal etching, gynecomastia, calf implants, facial surgery, hair restoration, and more. You can see the incredible results at lookbestforless.com. Serving clients in California, Florida, Europe, and the Caribbean, Dr. Domanskis has appeared on Good Morning America and worked with multiple Olympic teams and the U.S. Army, and he can help you. Go to lookbestforless.com. That's lookbestforless.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, our special guest, is on the phone. Would you please introduce him? Yes, let him sign in, please. Actually, it's it's uh, Vita Blue, who was a great pitcher back in the 1970s and 80s. Pitched for 17 years in the, the big leagues. The Blue Blazer broke in in uh, incredible fashion in 1971, winning both the Cy Young and the MVP awards. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. And was on the cover of Time Magazine and Sports Illustrated. And Vida, it seems like that was a long time ago, but I know that the memories are still very distinct in your mind. What was it like breaking in with the A's back in the early 70s as a young kid out of Mansfield, Louisiana? <laughs> I mean, that must have been a little, a little heady stuff, a little overwhelming, wasn't it? Well, not so much about breaking in with the A's to be out here in big, liberal California. And yeah. Hear all this. 
the stuff about California and how liberal every state it is and how liberal the people are. But, uh, you know, obviously my focus was baseball. It was just a chance for me to, uh, to uh, you know, seek my fortune, as they say. And uh, Mr. Thaler used to talk about you want to make it to the big leagues because they had this green and gold carpet in the Coliseum at that time. I don't know if you remember that, Bruce, but there was, it was like a green and gold. It wasn't a shag carpet, but it was green and gold. Mm. And that was his pitch line to kids in the minor leagues, trying to get them to, you know, wanted wanted them to get gung ho and you got to make it to the major leagues. But it does seem like it was yesterday that that all that stuff happened. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for sharing it with your listening audience. But uh, I was just a kid, just trying to find his way, and it just so happened I uh, happened to, to do some good stuff with a great supporting cast of the Reggie Jacksons and Sal Bandos and Gene Tennesses and. Bert Kempfenerises and Dick Greens and uh, Dave Duncans of the world. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me, and luckily I took advantage of it. You know, one thing I always remember, too, about Charlie Finley was that he was not not the most generous guy. I mean, you had this great year, and I think you had signed – you were being paid the minimum, which in those days was $14,500. I know it's hard for people to – you know, who are sports fans today to believe that major league players were being paid that – you know, that little – of course, fourteen thousand five went a lot further in nineteen seventy one. Sure. But the Absolutely. next year, yeah, the next year, Charlie offered you a raise, and he thought he was being—he uh, thought he was being charitable. He's—I think he offered you like forty thousand dollars or something. And and after- I'm not even sure if it was that much, Bruce. Yeah, I tell you what, to to uh, to have him to quote my stats, you know, the one point eight two ERA and the three hundred innings pitch and the three hundred strikeouts and all that stuff. Uh, to win the both awards and opening day pitcher. And he turned around and said, well, but I don't have to pay you that because the reserve clause was not in effect at that time. And it, it kind of put a hole in my heart that, you know, here I am, this young kid that had given his all trying to help promote this team and as well as, you know, be successful in, in my own right. But it, at that time, it I might not have realized it at that time, but he, had, he was just telling me and telling the world that, this is a business, and uh, and it, it, it put a hole in my heart that I don't think I've ever recovered recovered from because, you know, again, I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm thinking, I did all this great stuff for this team and, and you know, kind of put the team on the map in a sense, but yeah. this guy doesn't want to pay me and show the gratitude of, of saying, hey, man, I'm young man. I'm going to reward you for your success, and uh, let's see if we can make this work out. And, you know, you, you want to have a happy employee in that and I wasn't that at yeah. the time, and it really soured my stomach, and it sort of left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did that affect? Because, I mean, you, you, you didn't just have the one good year, obviously, um, but it's weird because, you know, part of you wants to do it for your team. You don't really want to do it for Charlie, but you also want to do it for yourself because, you know, the more the better you do, theoretically, you know, you, you will make more money. So how did that uh, uh, How did that affect your performance? Well, it, it, was, it was just one of those crazy situations where I got – caught in the crosshairs and like I said I still want to continue to be successful yeah. and at the same time well you're never going to I mean as an athlete you're always giving 100% at least I am you know I yeah. think that that's where everybody else would respond in, in the in the sports arena of, of, of life also you want to be the best you can be all the time but at the same time like I said it soured my stomach it just it just left a little small hole in my heart mm-hmm. man and mm-hmm. And it, it took me a while to uh, to really understand again that this is a business. 
It was a business when I was 21. It was a business when I was 36, and it's still a business today. And and uh, you would think that teams and, and players and organizations would have better relationships with each other. I, I guess what I'm saying is there's still a, a big mistrust factor between players and, and management and ownership, you know? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, if, the, if, if in your opinion, how, how has it changed um, well, I guess we, yeah, when you get the reserve clause, it's going to change things a little bit, free agency and all that kind of stuff. But I'm wondering, you know, how much the business has changed. Well, I don't know. If it, it has changed because players have an option. If, if Team A doesn't want to pay them, they take their services to Team C, uh, B, C, and D, and all the rest of them. And uh, that's that's what a free market should be about. If you can't sign a contract with your current team and you play out your options, to have yourself to, to allow yourself to go out on the free open market, somebody's going to pay for your services. There's a team somewhere that says this guy can help us, and and the ultimate goal of all these teams is to a get in the playoffs and b win the championship. So first things first when it comes to you know signing a player, but but most players want to play for that current team that they're on, and some players want to play in certain geographical areas, but. All those things are open now because you are free agent and you have the option to figure figure that stuff out yourself as an individual. Yeah, and, and Bruce, you're quite a historian. Did this kind of go around like you know Kennesaw Landis? You're talking about Vitus holdout or just baseball? no, 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 just just in general about like with the reserve clause and all because oh, they, they didn't want they didn't want guys just keep yeah I mean it, jumping it, teams. A lot of the fans I think and a lot of the media were against it because they thought it was going to change and it did change the face of baseball. It would, but it, it really hasn't. Um, the good teams are still good, the bad teams are still bad, and and you have right. to be skillful about how you get these guys. And you know, speaking of good teams, we're talking with Vita Blue, who was a great pitcher on some great Oakland A's teams, and. I'm thinking, Vita, back to the early 70s when you guys were in your heyday, that was the first really great team out of Northern California in professional sports that sustained greatness year after year after year. Three, three, uh, five division titles, three World Series championships. What was it like being a part of that with Reggie and Ken Holtzman and Catfish Hunter and Raleigh Fingers and, and all these Joe Rudy. Joe Rudy. Well, no, that's a good uh, cast of characters that you just named. I just tried to stay out of the way and stay below the radar, but... Again, you know, with Reggie and Catfish and Gene Tennis and Dick Green and Bert Cantonaris and Blue Moon and Raleigh Fingers and Ken yeah. Holtzman, uh, uh, it was just a it was it was a good run as you mentioned, Bruce. That five year span with the three championships and the five divisional titles. Uh, I was just trying to stay out of the way, man, and hold my own and not embarrass myself when I took <laughs> the field. Well, you you were quite a uh, a, tr- a trailblazer, if I remember. I, I think you were you were the first one who actually had his first name put on a, a back of a That's jersey. That's right, Vida Vida on the back of your name. And yeah. what does Vida mean, Vida? Tell us what the, the uh, word Vida means. Well, I'm sure a lot of you listeners know that Vida means life. It's Spanish, and uh, a lot of a lot of people across the country thought that I was from from the island somewhere, you know, from uh. from uh, the Caribbean and stuff, yeah. uh, from Puerto Rico, or from Dominican, or from uh, Venezuela, and, uh, but I'm just a good old boy from uh, from Southwest Louisiana. Well, in fact, my uh, my daughter started Tulane. Yeah, so, so he, she, down there now. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, she's down. She's at Tulane University, and I I told her I said, you know, what do you what do you think about the weather? She goes, it's not California. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you get spoiled it's by that. It's actually quite a fun. Hey, Vita, stay with us a minute. We're going to cut to a commercial break here now. Again, in honor of the fact that uh, Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, we decided to have uh, trivia questions on the Super and Bowl. And I'm not sure how big a football fan is, Vita is. I have a feeling he follows the game, but maybe we'll give him. Oh, let, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. give him the first one. Okay. And yeah, then uh, you, you again. take an answer or take a shot at the first okay. question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then uh, if you know the answer, don't uh, say it yet because when we cut to commercial break, we'll do that. When we come back, we'll let you answer the question. But here's the first okay. trivia question. Who was the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in a Super Bowl? Mm. That's our trivia question, question, all right? Good question. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. All right, uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, who was the first quarterback in Super Bowl history to throw for 400 yards? All right? Uh, so when we come back, we'll answer that question. We'll continue with Vita Blue, the famed pitcher for the Oakland A's, and San Francisco Giants after That's that, right? right. we got to get the Giants in there, too. <laughs> All right. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure. 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question about the Super Bowl. Who was the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in a Super Bowl? I'm going to let our guest take a stab at that one. I have kind of okay. a... What, who do you think, Vida? Ed and Bruce, I, I, need, I need one more clue. Okay, w- one more clue? NFC or NFC quarterback? Uh, NFC. Okay. NFC. Okay, so you just knocked out half of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and you got to figure it didn't happen in the first 20 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea, but I'm not. Uh... Uh, I'm going with Joe Montana. That's who I was going to go with. No, it, uh, but it's not Joe Montana. Is no, it? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner in, in uh, 2000 wow. against the Titans. Oh wow! Show on turf. Yeah, they're going to show on turf, and that was you know it's funny that was the last Super Bowl I ever covered in 19. 19- oh, yeah. It was actually early 2000, and uh, I remember. Um, Tennessee almost pulled that out. Yeah. Steve McNair got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had got tackled and, the, uh, the last sack he couldn't get to the goal. Yeah, line. Exactly. Mike Jones, a, a linebacker of the Rams, Rams. tackled. Uh, I think it was Dyson, the yeah. tight end, uh-huh. and just about a, yeah, a yard short of the. Cool t- right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool about Warner because he came from the arena football. <laughs> That's league. right. That's right. He did well. He <laughs> wasn't highly touted. Vita, you came out of out of the minor leagues. I know people had talked about you, but. Did your success, the, the, it wasn't instant, but I mean, within a couple of years, you were one of the best pitchers in the game. Did that have both a positive and a negative effect? Because the, you set the bar so high that anything you did after that would have been kind of a letdown. But at the same time, I mean, confidence-wise, that must have just done uh, amazing things for how you felt about yourself as a player in your future. Well, it did, Bruce, and, uh, but you're right. It, I set the bar pretty high in the uh... You know, you're 24 and 8, and now you go like, gee, what, what can I, how can I top that? And having won the awards, both awards in that same year, you go like, oh boy. I, I, <laughs> then you look around and you realize that you did. You have set the bar very high, and how do you top that? But you just go out there and do what you can do. There's only so much you can control, man, and uh, that's what I tried to do. I kind of came back down to earth after the 72 uh, season. Because I, I held out that whole winter, and uh, like '72 was the first year we won the World Series, so it was it all wasn't a loss for me. But personally, I didn't have a. I think I was like six and ten or something that year. I don't even remember that. But anyway, winning the World Series was the ultimate goal, and that's what we accomplished in two, three, and four. And of course, we're one of only two teams with three piece. So I'm pretty proud yeah, of that. Yeah, and sure. uh, uh, I had a pretty good run, guys. So I. I'm, I'm thankful for my lucky stars and like <laughs> the great supporting cast and the, the fans of having fans in the East Bay and fans in the West Bay. So I'm pretty lucky to have a have transplanted myself from Louisiana into the Bay Area. Interesting sidelight divide. In 1972, you mentioned you held out. You didn't have a great season. And Dick Williams used you in relief in a number of, uh, I think, a couple of games uh, in the World Series, didn't he, against Cincinnati? Well, yes, I was. But the, the key was... The series in Detroit, I came in and relieved Blue Moon Odom and pitched the last four innings of that ball game. So uh, uh, I like to think that I'm the guy that was just responsible for us making it to the World Series. 
I went three for three, so I pitched uh, the last four shutout innings, I think. Wow. That's great. In fact, I, yeah. I, I remember Blue Moon, they used to uh, bring him in as a pinch hitter. He was one of the few yeah. pitchers who would do. They'd mm. bring in because he was he was that good at a, uh, a hitting pitcher. Were you? Uh, you know, it's funny. I forgot to look at your stats. Us. Were Were you a pretty decent hitter? No. Okay. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> well, the, you, know, you know, got to remember the DH came along in seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah. How about that? That's all I had. A pretty swing. Okay. But but, but no. You know, and you got to be careful because you know being a pitcher, it's easy to pull a. Uh, you know, an oblique or some other muscle, and I mean, that's that's why you see guys getting up there and really not trying that hard because they don't want to get hurt. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams tell my guys to stay out of the way because yeah. they other guys in the lineup to hit home runs and, and drive in runs and, and hit the ball out of the park. So uh, I kind of took it as a I knew the bunt side and the take side. That's all. I <laughs> yeah, the worst thing is when you yeah. see a pitcher hitting a double play oh. and you go, "Ah, it would have oh, been no. better to strike out." Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask. Yeah, no kidding. I gotta ask Vida about Reggie Jackson because kind of a larger than life figure. He was the heart and soul in some respects of your team, at least offensively. And of course, he th- he felt that way. He let you know that. What was Reggie Jackson like? Uh, you know, you got to know him pretty well. You guys may not have been bosom buddies, but you were teammates for for several well, years. Just observing Reggie from, you know, just in the dugout and watching him on the field, he, he was a bona fide superstar, and he would let you know that, like you said. <laughs> but uh, he was our, he was our, he was our Barry Bonds, you know. Yeah. After the ball game, he would take the pressure off the rest of us because he would get copy guys would gather around his, his locks. You know, Joe Rudy hit the game-winning double, but the next day, the folks were from Reggie, you know. <laughs> and uh, we learned to live with it, but uh, he was a very... Simple mental guy. He's kind of mellowed out the last couple of years, Bruce. I have seen him a couple of times at the golf hours. And, uh, he is, uh, he's the guy that was the, a great self promoter, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. Mm, and and yeah. have they had, uh, so they, they, I've, in the last so many years, they've had like, uh, you know, celebratory oh, you reunions know, and so reunions, on. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have had, you, you still get together once in a while with some of your teammates. You keep in touch with guys like, uh, you know, Raleigh Fingers and, and uh, Joe Rudy and people like that. Do you I, see them at event I, Camp I, I see the most. I see Blue Moon. I see Camp. I see Joe Rudy. I see Gene Tennis a lot. Actually, I'm going to be going down to Arizona. I think I'll see Campy and Blue Moon. Uh, it's amazing. Plus, this is the 50th year of the A's being in Oakland, and uh, they're planning yeah. a, a big celebration of that. They had a survey that took the top 50 players of all time in A's, Oakland A's history, and uh, I, luckily I made the cut, so they're going to have a <laughs> uh, big, big thing about the history of the A's of celebrating 50 years in Oakland, guys. Wow. That's, that's, fantastic. that's great. You know, it, it must hurt you, though, to see the A's going through this weird purgatory kind of state where every year they bring up these young players every year. Within a couple of years, they're traded, and it's just it's almost like they're a farm system for the rest yeah. of baseball. I mean, the fans... Yeah, it's, it, it does get frustrating, Bruce, because you want that core group of players to play together and establish themselves, but... Uh, you know the powers that be see it see it differently, and uh, uh, I wish I could maybe wave a magic wand and say keep this core group of players together for the next three years and see what happens. But uh, the powers that be, like I mentioned, are have different thoughts on that. Yeah, it's just the way. Well, it it is. it's a like you said, it's a business. You know. Yeah, that, that, that's what it is. That it, yeah. that and it will always be that. It, it's a kids' game played by huh. young men and. Uh, and it's you know it's a great spectator 
sport, but uh, it's still the business side of it never goes away. Now, somebody once said, I think it was a ball player said, you can take the uh, you can't take the little boy out of a player because the, the enthusiasm yeah. is there. Well, like I said, guys, even today when I get an opportunity to go do clinics and put on my uniform, or even just my jersey, and yeah. put on my ball cap and grab my mitt, it it it, it brings back the turtle sure. spring of being a young man. Mm-hmm. And speaking of being a young man, you were in your prime years. You were at your peak years. When the A's, who had, had basically given away, Charlie was selling the team off, and he finally uh, traded you to the Giants for, I think, was it six guys in 1978? Six players? Players and a, and a six-pack of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, was, that was kind of a neat thing for you because that year the Giants, who had been pretty bad for several years, made a run and were in first place much of the season, and you were, you were a big part of that, buddy. You won 18 games that year. Well, we celebrated by setting an all-time attendance record, which was only like 800000 that year. And uh, had guys like Jack Clark and Terry Whitney. Yep. We had a great pitching staff, a balanced pitch. Had a young Bob Nepper, a, a uh, veteran, and John Montefusco, Jim Barr, uh, Randy Moffitt, and, and uh, was in the bullpen. Gary Lavelle, I remember, was on that team, <laughs> wasn't he? They had a great yeah. balanced ball team, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, they just had never put it together. We made a pretty good run, and uh, we fizzled out in uh, in September, and the Dodgers ended up beating us and winning the division. Actually, we ended up in third place, I think, Cincinnati leaked for August, and we ended up in third place. It was like a 14-game swing in the month of uh, mm. September where I know that old alignment with Atlanta and Houston and San Diego in the division. You played head-to-head. Uh, you, everybody played the same coming opponent that last month of the, of the season, and uh, we just ran out of gas and uh, didn't get it done, unfortunately. I remember a guy named Mike Ivey who was oh, your yeah. top pinch hitter, and I think he hit a grand slam in yeah. that season against the Dodgers in May. And the, the highlight of that, you can still hear it from time to time play, being played on Barrier radio stations. Lon Simmons calls it, and Lon sounds so happy. It sounds like he's about to cry. I mean, my, Mike <laughs> Ivey kind of came out of nowhere. He was yeah. uh, he was your secret weapon, wasn't he? He's a big, strong guy. Uh, that's, that's Mike, a.k.a. Poison Ivey. Yeah. Yeah, he was something else to watch. Well, those Wasn't were the guy who cut his his hand with a knife. No, Jesus, it's been a few. It was left fielder, wasn't I, it? Well, no, Mike was uh, Mike was a first first baseman. First yeah. baseman, yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, Mike Ivan was usually the number one draft choice by the Padres, I think, and he was a catcher, and uh, he didn't want to catch. He ended up playing first base and doing some some pinch hitting for the Giants, but uh, he didn't want to catch for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm not sure if there was. Overwhelming the responsibilities of a big league catcher, but uh, suddenly he's going to end up being played to the Giants, and uh, he did his thing as a first baseman for us. Wow. And of course, we, we talked about the A's winning three World Series championships. By the end of 74, you guys were clearly uh, one of the great teams in the history of baseball. Did you think it was going to go on forever, or did you have a feeling after 74 that uh, this was pretty much the end of the road? No, Bruce, I was still that young, naive 24 year old kid that thought that. This was great, you know, winning the championship and winning the division. I thought it was going to go on forever, man. Yeah, you just said, it's, hey, man, this is easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And you do have that attitude that, oh, we just won another division. And, uh, uh, but oh, um. 74, uh, no, 75, Boston beat us to eliminate us. And that's when Boston played the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. I remember when Carter Fisk hit the home run. He was throwing his hands to keep it fair. That was 
they had eliminated the A's. But I think it's like a two out of three series at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Hey, Vita, stay with us one more time. We got to cut to a quick break here. Again, we're talking Super Bowl uh, uh, history here, uh, trivia. Which running back had not fumbled all season, only to fumble in the first quarter in Super Bowl six? Super Bowl six. <laughs> I got to give you the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Okay. okay, don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Okay. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Looking for ways to save with your Medicare plan? Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many of the nation's plans, which could mean lower co-pays for you. So bring your prescriptions to a Walgreens pharmacy today to start saving. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Walgreens participates as a preferred network pharmacy with Cigna HealthSpring, Humana, and Florida Blue. Walgreens participates with other plans. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for details. Love Daily Fantasy but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV compete against other sports fans and if you're right win real cash and get to talk trash winview games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation and it's super easy to play during the game props are sent straight to your phone you can compete in tournament style contests that are available every quarter winview also has a twelve thousand five hundred dollar jackpot during the nfl playoffs called the perfect game it's a winner take all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter so put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com slash predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com slash predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on, it's on. Anchor.fm is a great new platform that has some of the coolest audio on the planet. You'll find Rick Tittle's Comedy Spotlight and his interviews with all of today's biggest comedians, plus the best in politics, music, and more. Anchor has it all. And if you want to get in on the action, you can start your own station and be the DJ you've always dreamed of. If you're looking to launch a podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to begin. And with so many ways to interact with your listeners, you'll be destined for greatness. So check out the Comedy Spotlight and more at Anchor.fm. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Vita Blue. Uh, trivia question number two. Which running back had not fumbled all season only to fumble in the first quarter in Super Bowl six? I got this one. You got this one? NFC. AFC or NFC? 
<laughs> Wait, yeah. I thought you said you have it. <laughs> AFC back on uh, AFC. Thurman Thomas. Well, Thurman Thomas no, was, with, is, was, was with before. the Cowboys, but still, that's a, that's the guy I would have thought too, because Dallas beat uh, Miami that year in the Super Bowl. But I don't think maybe yeah. it wasn't Thurman Thomas. Oh, Thurman no. Thomas, that, that, he would have been around at Super Bowl six. My bad. L- Larry Zonka of the yes, Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. Yeah. He hadn't fumbled all season. Jeez, I mean, that guy, that guy was just a bull. Yeah, Larry Zonka from the University of Syracuse. Hey, I've got to ask you because it is Super Bowl week. Um, you were a good athlete. I, w- I would assume you played a little high school football, or did you back in the day? I was a triple option quarterback. Yep. <laughs> wow. Were you pretty good? I imagine you were. Hey, Bruce, they grow the guys big and lose it. I was as big as I was as great as, as as the team allowed me to be, and I had a great complement of players on my team. So, uh, a lot of times, the quarterback gets too much glory when you win, and, and too much blame when you lose. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I had a good young team, and uh, several guys went to college, and obviously didn't go to the next level. But uh, it was a fun ride for me. As a, I played as a sophomore, junior, and a senior. I played three years of football, then wow. started. Uh, like two and a half years, started the second half of the season as a sophomore, which was a lot of fun. A lefty quarterback, I love that. Yeah. And, and and you know, did you have opportunities, college uh, scholarship possibilities, or did you think baseball was your first love, and that's where I'm going? Yeah, baseball was it, Bruce. But I thought I was a better football player. But uh, unfortunately, my father passed my senior year in high school, and uh, uh, my mom, you know, mom wants you to go to school to get that diploma and hang it on the wall, but. Being the oldest of six kids, I became the breadwinner for the family, and uh, uh, I talked my mom into letting me try out the uh, baseball thing. And you know, of course, uh, having signed the contract, that was a instant source of income for sure. my four sisters and my brother and my mom. And uh, it worked out for the best, man. What can I say? Did, did you ever go back to college get a degree? Do I ever what now? Did Did you ever go back to college to get a degree? No. Well, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, it's never too late. Yeah. But uh, I've been educated. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one in my family that's the least educated book-wise, but I've been all over the world. And uh, yeah. and uh, my four sisters are very uh, educated and graduated with honors and stuff. But uh, uh, they've never been to Germany and been to Korea or been to Vietnam with Bob Hope, so... I think it worked out for them. Yeah, you know? four si- four sisters, and you were older than your four sisters. What was that like? You were kind of like uh, keeping them in line, or were they they kind of keeping you on your toes? No, they they kept me in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your mom was man, six kids, a brother and four sisters. Wow, how did she handle that? With your da- your dad died. I think he was a uh, wasn't he uh, in the steel mines, and he and he got the black. No, he worked in a steel mill. Yeah. Steel mill, yeah, yeah, and he got the black lung disease or something. Yeah, I think wow. that's what it was, Bruce. So, yeah. uh, hey, well, when did you? Uh, I, was, I was lucky to be in the right time with my family, too. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, b- b- being with Bob Hope. Uh, was it like, you know, overseas? That's a USO Vietnam? tour, I yeah. think, right? I was the, the celebrity jock on the tour with him in 71. Oh, so during the Vietnam War. So they, had, they had Jim Neighbors, they had Charlie oh, yeah. Pride. Charlie and, Pride. Uh, I think Ann and Margaret are somebody one of those bombshells as <laughs> wow. they call them there. And uh, Les Brown and his band are renowned. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Bob Hope yeah. though. Yeah, did you get to know him a little bit on that tour? What was what was he like? I did. He was he was the ultimate entertainer, man. He was always telling jokes and he you know, he's an avid golfer too, so yeah. uh just having a chance to do a little skit with him. 
And uh, remember like it was yesterday that we were in Da Nang, Vietnam on Christmas Day, 1971, with about 10,000 troops wearing ponchos and a misty rain, and uh, guys are sitting up on this hill, and uh, we're sitting on, we're down on this little valley of the state, uh, trying to entertain the troops and let them know that we care about them and, mm. and that they're the, what makes America what it is today, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, a lot of our listeners are uh, listening via the Armed Forces, Forces yeah. Radio Network in far-flung, far-flung places like Afghanistan, the Middle East. Do you have anything you wanted to, to say to the guys, uh, Vida, while you're... Yeah, while, to the guys and gals of the military. The gals, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right yeah. We're so proud of what you do, and uh, we appreciate what you do. The ultimate sacrifice of putting your life on the line every day. Uh, hey, man, keep up the good work and uh, get your tails back home safely. Yeah, definitely. Now, now you, um, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about like, uh, you know, guys like Ted Williams and all that got, you know, drafted. Um, Vida, what, what year were you born? Uh, why are you asking? Ah, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's not like a woman well, asking well, the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Vida was born in 40. Weren't you born in 49, Vida? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same so age he, as my brother. So he would have been... He could have been drafted, But, but right? he could have been... Now, you were in... I think you were in the National Guard or something, weren't you? Uh, I was in the reserves. I worked at the Oakland Army Base and worked at the city for six years while I was playing baseball. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they made you do that yeah. because if you were of, of draft... Yeah. If you were of eligibility, you know, the draft age, you had to figure out... I mean, if you were working, you had kind of a deferment, but you still had to put in your time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that, uh, that National Guard deferment, but uh, I still get all the stuff that the troops do that that go uh you know overseas and uh i did my basic training at fort bragg and fort bragg backpack on yeah with that backpack and oh that. man at fort, fort bragg is infamous for being one of the toughest places uh you know was it did it have did its reputation uh live up to that's, it that's the home of the 82nd airborne Bruce. so yeah. uh so those guys are that's total infantry so those guys are there to go to air trooper school and learn how to jump and all this stuff. But yeah. uh, I went there with a uh, – my whole unit was all reservists from California, guys from around the country. And uh, we knew we were going to do the training and, and go back to our job and our lives as as, uh, as civilians. But the real soldiers, they, they had a few guys mixed in with us that were regular Army. And uh, I was very lucky that uh, one of the good things that Charlie Sims did getting into the reserve, but uh, – uh, I, I know that it's a great sacrifice when you join the military for the families and the troops, and uh, you never can't say enough about what those men and women do as when it comes to making a sacrifice for us. I was going to say during that time, freedom, yeah, no question, no question. During that time, too, the late 60s, early 70s, we were both young kids. You were a little older than me. But that was the time of Vietnam, a very divisive war, civil, the civil rights era, women's yeah. rights, environmental rights, you know, the hippies. I mean, it was kind of a crazy time. I guess baseball kind of kept you on the straight and narrow there, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was something that I, you know, had to focus on because, it, you know, you leave, once you leave high school and go to the pros, it's your job. It's not just a game. It's your yeah. job. It's your livelihood. So you have to uh, really uh, stay focused on what your, what your, your goals are and, and what you're trying to accomplish. And uh, I played uh, single-A, double-A, triple-A in my fourth year. I made it to the major leagues. But uh, that winter time, I had gone to Fort Bragg to go to basic training. I left there and, and uh, went back to my mom's house about a week, and I left my, her house, which spring training. I made the team in 1971, thanks to uh, 
to the military. I got to give the give a shout out to to Fort Bragg for getting me in, in the best shape I had in my mm. whole life. Mm. Yeah, Vita was was quite a a specimen and quite. A, he had that blue blazer. And the thing about you, Vita, you never. I don't remember you ever having any arm problems. You had a kind of a bionic arm. You probably could have pitched well into your forties if you'd wanted to. <laughs> Nolan Ryan, I, 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 I'm not sure about that, Bruce, but I was just blessed with good genes. You know, I yeah. gotta give a shout out to my mom and dad, and uh, uh, I owe it all to them. I had good genes, so luckily, knock on wood, I never had any arm trouble, and. Uh, and until uh, this day, I still throw with no pain a little bit, but I don't, I don't flaunt that. I just go out and play with the kids, and uh, I know my limits. I say it like that. I'm on a pitch count these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, I'm trying to remember. I know you had a lot of good stuff. Um, wh- when you threw your fastball, uh, what was the velocity? Oh, I averaged ninety, ninety-one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I, I told Billy Bean if he oh, needed someone to you know throw in the high 60s, he could call me, but uh, he, didn't, he hasn't taken me up on that offer yet. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's such a pleasure getting uh, Vita on here. I, I just love, you know, Vita, as Vita gets older, as we all get older, we, we become a little more reflective. We become maybe a little more serious, but also um, really appreciate where we've been and what we've been through. And I know it hasn't been a, you know, everybody thinks about a major league guy who, who played for 17 years like Vita did it's all it's all been roses and in championships and there's been some ups and downs and highs and lows but you it seems like the journey you've really appreciated the journey you've been on I've had a good run Bruce and uh and I appreciate you guys having sure. me on man absolutely uh, love I, having Bruce, you on. I do appreciate life and everything in it a little bit more these days and uh life is good you, you want to make a Super Bowl prediction before we let you go yeah, Belichick is good at what he does. He has yeah. a great supporting cast with, and, and that guy that wears number twelve, <laughs> and uh, he's they're pretty good. But uh, uh, should be a great, interesting game. But it could come down to that last two minutes again, and New England is noted for those those comebacks. So yeah. let's see how it plays out. But I'm looking forward to the game, and it should be some good entertainment on for us on Sunday. Super Bowl 52. Well, Vita Blue, what a pleasure again to always chat with you. It's great. I really appreciate your your friendship over the years. Uh, You've been such a big part of the the Bay Area sports scene and a baseball in general. So keep keep smiling and keep enjoying life. And uh, we'll talk again. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Vita, for coming. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right, bad. Just a great guy. Vita Blue, of course, one of those names, too, even if you're not – from his era, if you're a young kid, you know, if you, when I say young kid, anybody under 40 to me is a young kid. But you remember that name. That's a name yeah. that resonates uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's special. It really is. Well, and I'm trying to remember if the, there was kind of a little bit of an upheaval for him putting his first name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, he yeah. Made a big deal out Well, of you know, and Charlie Finley, I, we didn't talk to him about this. Charlie Finley, um, you know, nicknamed Catfish Hunter, Catfish Hunter. He thought it was a good marketing tool to sell tickets, and he gave, I think he gave Catfish, you know, five grand or something, and he, he went up to Vida, and he said, how about if we name you True, we'll change your first name to True, so you'd be True Blue, and Vida said, look, my dad is Vida Blue, and I'm Vida Blue Jr., and I'm not giving up my name, my dad, I'm honoring my father. Charlie didn't like that, and that's, uh, Vida and Charlie did not, not see eye to eye, of course, Charlie didn't see eye to eye with a lot of people. I dealt with Charlie Finley a few times later in in life, and he was a curmudgeon. He was uh, irascible and uh, not very likable. Let's put it that way. But you got to give the guys due. He put together a great team. Did you know? I mean, it's one thing to to say, "Hey, can we give you a nickname of Drew?" Yeah. yeah. But you don't like 
He wanted, wanted to, to le- legally he, change. He it? wanted to legally change it and, vi- or you know, at least be referred to by the broadcasters and the writers as true blue. And Vita said, "No, I'm not doing that. I don't blame him. That's embarrassing, you know, <laughs> yeah, to that, do yeah. somebody. Come I mean, on. it's one thing. I mean, catfish is sort of a kind of a fun thing. Well, but, and also but like he, true blue, it yeah. almost is a little bit too uh, ostentatious. Cat, catfish know? went along with that, Jim Hunter, because he grew up along a river in North Carolina somewhere, and he used to like to go fishing. So Charlie heard this story from Catfish about how he liked to sit by the river and put the pole in the in the water. And hey, how about if we call you Catfish because you caught a lot of catfish back there? Again, Charlie was a good old boy from Alabama, yeah. so he knew about the deep south. So. Yeah, late great Charlie Finley. What a what a character. I'm just glad he didn't call Sal Bando Sal Manila Bando. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay, you ready for our last trivia yes, question? Yes. All right. Again, we're talking Super Bowl trivia questions. This will probably be our last Super Bowl question yeah. until next year. Until next year. We could get back into baseball again. There you go. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Baseball. <laughs> baseball. Which Super Bowl, you'll probably know the answer to this one, which Super Bowl quarterback was almost suspended before the Super Bowl amongst rumors that he had been gambling? Oh, yeah, I know that one. You know that oh, one. Yeah. All right, so that's our trivia question, and you want to email edward at sportsecon101.com. We'll see if you're the first caller with this answer. Which Super Bowl quarterback was almost suspended before the Super Bowl amongst rumors that he had been gambling? Which is kind of surprising because I it, I never knew this guy had this reputation. No. He always yeah. seemed to have a decent one. Yeah. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. 
When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question, which Super Bowl quarterback was almost suspended before the Super Bowl amongst rumors that he had been gambling? That was Lenny Dawson. Lenny Dawson. Yeah, Lenny Dawson was about as squeaky clean a guy as yeah. you could find, and there were rumors that he had been consorting with gamblers, and I'm not sure the specifics of it, yeah. but it was all just a, a phony story. But he was really upstanding about it and said, hey, look, uh, I knew a couple of these guys. I think he knew a, a couple of them, but he had nothing to do with them. Len Dawson today, is he just retired as a broadcaster with the, oh, yeah. the Chiefs. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. I used to hate him though. I, me too. Because, well, because he beat the Raiders. Raiders yeah. yeah, you know Buck Buchanan and Jim Marsalis, Ed Podolak, and, Ed Podolak, and uh, Otis Taylor. Yeah. God, they had some great teams, oh, and yeah. they, they won a. They were in two two of the first four Super Bowls, and they won the uh, fourth one. Crushed the Vikings. Joe Cap was. Uh, Quarterbacking the Vikings, they beat him soundly. At, I think it was at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that that was depressing for me. Oh, God, I hated it. I hated the Chiefs, but you know, it's funny. You talk to the old Raiders guys like Fred Boletnikoff and George Atkins, and they'll yeah. tell you now they get together with these guys and they're just you know great buddies. So I could see that the I friendship mean, and the fellowship. Yeah, I mean, te- theoretically, no. it's nothing personal. No, I mean, no, no. Forty you know. years have passed. You know, a lot of the guys are gone. Most not well, not most of them, but a lot of them are gone. Yeah, and uh, you know, you play for one team back in those days, mostly. For, yeah. for many, many years. You well, know, especially you play- if one team keeps killing you all the time. Yeah, That's the rivalry. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for today. Learn things from those around you. Enjoy life with things beside you. And don't underestimate those below you. Mm. Interesting. Good, and good uh, advice. Life is a work of art. If you don't like what you see, paint over it. There you go. I like, I like that. that. Right? That's a good one. You know, I, always I like your little, uh, I know. what they call these, homilies? Or little, uh, thoughts for the day. Thoughts for the day. Saying. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. My wife would love that stuff. Would she? Okay. Oh, yeah. She always says, you know, you know, Bruce, whenever you're in a bad mood, it's you that's making yourself. Unless you have a chemical imbalance, you create your own mood. So create your own weather and, and there you go. get rid of the clouds and let the sun shine. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I do too. All right, tune in <laughs> next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.